Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined this week by Liz Bachelor and Katie Midwinter as we preview the weekend action at Newbury Market Raisin and at the Cairo where we'll be looking at the feature Irish Oaks. But before we get into that, let's see how everyone is. Liz, I'll come to you here first. You've not been on for a couple of weeks, but uh, how are you? Yes, good, thank you, Chris. Nothing um, too interesting to report, just been a bit busy but um yeah back this evening and looking forward to this weekend's racing yeah it's not too bad at all sometimes it always feels there could be a little bit of a lull this time of year but Newbury's card looks quite decent and we'll be getting our teeth stuck into that how about you katie i'm not too bad um i had a brilliant day last saturday went over to ireland to visit william mullins's yard with pimlico racing to see a horse we have in training there called Ninth Titan. It was an incredible experience, uh, top class facilities, incredible people there, very welcoming and brilliant at their job. And we got to see Ninth Titan on the gallop, lots of other horses too, including Boban, who, who looked amazing. And the cherry on top for me was I got to meet one of my favorite horses in the beautiful Monkfish. Um, so it was a great morning there. Felt very privileged to have been there. Um, so yeah, that was a highlight of my week last week, and now looking forward to the action this weekend. Yeah, sounds really good. I think uh, quite a few people will probably be jealous, but uh, good for you getting to Willie Mullins. It's uh, like you say, it's a really rare opportunity, and yeah, it looked like you had a good fun on social media. So anyway, let's get into it then. Um, the first race we're going to look at is the 150 at Newbury. It's the Bet365 stakes, registered as the Steventon stakes. It's a listed race over a mile and two. And Al-Azzi is your favourite, 11 to 8. We then got Highland Avenue at 4 to 1, Epic Poet at 7s, Phantom Flight at 11s, Dancing Magic 14s, and Oviedo is the outsider at 25 to 1. Um, Liz, I'll come to you here first. Al-Azzi, on form, is the best horse in the race, but... He's been a bit in and out, you have to say, over the last couple of seasons. Do you think he's going to be on a going day and get the job done here? No, I think I think he's he's far too short for me. Um, you could forgive his last run out where he finished last of five, um, but that was his first time out over a year. Um, but even then, it's a big ask for him to run back to his best. Um, he's obviously won a few group threes um, and couldn't quite hit the mark in group ones and twos. Um, he's obviously talented, but it's always an unknown for horses who have shown so much promise in the early days to keep that going after a break. And I just fear that his latest long layoff could prove detrimental. So um, I'm against Alacy. But I actually think Epic Poet is an interesting runner. It's going to be his first run for the Mead since being trained by Jean-Claude Rouget over in France. And his form is not actually that bad. He's been out seven times, winning three, placing four, four of those being listed as this race is. And he's only just finished third by three and a half lengths to West Wind Blows last September in a group three at Longchamp, where he was a favourite. But a good or good to soft ground would suit. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Yeah, he is probably the most interesting runner in the field, Oshin Murphy. But um, yeah, I thought he was maybe uh, a bit of a big price there at 7-1. to one. be interesting to see how the market reacts to him on the day. So Liz is going to be taking on the favourite with Epic Poet. How about you, Katie? I'm in agreement. The one that caught my eye was Epic Poet making his yard debut. 
some good runs in France, as Liz mentioned, listed in Group 3 company. Goes well, fresh 2, 7-1, to one. I think it's a good price. He's the most interesting runner in here for me, so I'd rather take a chance on him. Yeah, I think he definitely is a, is going to probably be the money horse on the day. The one I thought was slightly overpriced and is interesting uh, was Dancing Magic. I was quite keen on his chances. Uh, he was last seen finishing 8th in the Hampton Court Stakes at Royal Ascot, but go back and watch the replay. He was stone dead last turning in but he actually made up quite a lot of ground and he didn't get the clearest of passages either coming um from off the pace why Piero got first run but in behind it was quite close for the minor honors i think if he'd been ridden a little bit more prominently i think he would have gone close in that race he was sent off 40 to 1 jim crowley was aboard this time uh sean nevis but for the ride not a bad jockey booking at all he's actually got plenty of stamina in his family as well um if you go back through it he's um a half brother to dancing Harry, who's been a good servant for connections. Go back to his form as well as a juvenile, finished fourth in Group 1 company behind Auguste Rodin. Obviously, that looks pretty decent form. He gets a three-year-old weight for Age Lance. I just thought 14 to 1, he was overpriced. And I think El Azi, as the girls mentioned, he's a horse you can take on, and I think he'll drift in the day. And I think this market will look a little bit different come post time. So I'm going to go for Dancing Magic, and we've got two votes for epic poet we then move on to the 225 where we go to the metal uk handicap it's over two miles and a half a furlong and nathaniel green is your favorite at seven to two we then got sweet william at fives novel legend at 15 to two hadrianus eights postilio tens jeremiah elevens bigger are the rest we've got 15 runners in here katie so it looks quite competitive. Nathaniel Green, he's been uh, popular the last couple of occasions he's run. Do we think he might uh, get the job done here and reward favourite backers? He could do. I was quite interested in him uh, the last time he ran. He wears first-time blinkers here. Probably has a favourite chance. But I'm going to take him on. And the one that I like is Hedrianus for Charlie Johnston. thought he was quite interesting. Ocean Murphy on board rides him here as opposed to the Andrew Balding runner Aztec Empire who he's rode in the past. Hadrianus he's raced quite wide in his last two runs most recently seen finishing seventh in the Northumberland Vars. He was quite keen there too and things just didn't go his way but I think there seems to be a bit of confidence surrounding him. It's probably worth um, siding with here I think around eight to one each way. Okay that's Katie's thoughts then on the 225 and how about you Liz who are you going to be going with here uh yeah I was going to say we've been on a couple of these in the past um especially previous selections on here mine included Nathaniel Green and Aztec Empire um but I am taking a fancy to a novel legend who is dropping back in trip to this two mile and a half a furlong which I think is the answer he's been tried over two mile two and two mile four for his last two runs not really seeing at home and his last win over the two mile and a half a furlong was here at Newbury in April where he won in some style beating home call my bluff by six lengths um, although he did win that off a mark of 85 and he's going to run this off of 94 this time but a little cut in the ground wouldn't go amiss which he could get I think there is some rain forecast um, but the distance could be the key so I'm going to pin my hopes on that so novel legend for me 
Yeah, that was the way I was looking here. I think um, his uh, win over this course and distance back in Newbury is the best piece of form. Like you say, you handle conditions if that rain does arrive uh, on Saturday afternoon. So, yeah, I think for me, he's a little bit overpriced there at 15 to 2, and I think he'll go fairly close. I think he's not a bad each way bet. So, that's our thoughts then on the Metal UK handicap. We then move on to the three o'clock where we go to the Hackwood Stakes. It's a group three contest over six furlongs. Comanche Falls is your favourite at nine to two along with Lazoo with Frankie Dottori. But we then got Rohan at eights, Anaf at nines along with Garris, Carl Case at tens, Erez at tens as well, Mitabai tens and bigger are the rest. Liz, I'll come to you here first. Looks quite a wide open uh, race for a group three. Um, any strong fancies in here? Um, no, no, not strong fancies. You know, I was actually surprised to see should have been a ring being priced the price that he is. I think he's 20s the last time I checked. Um, and I think there could be some each way value in him. Didn't really show at Royal Ascot or, or his last run in France. Um, but he ran a cracker in behind Little Big Bear in the Group 2 Sandy Lane Stakes in May. Uh, cold case could turn it around after being fifth in that same race with the firm ground being cited as an excuse and he's not been seen since. Lazoo getting that Phillies allowance could throw up a win with Frankie on board, but again, not showing her usual form so far this season. And Garris has been in Comanche Falls the last time they met at Newmarket in April. So it's, for me, a real head scratcher. And to be honest, I'm not willing to call it either way. Yeah, it is a bit of a puzzle. I quite like Shartash for Johnny Murto a bit of a price. He's around about 14. He wouldn't normally send too many bullets over here unless he thought they had a chance. He'd go back through some of his early form behind the likes of uh, Blackbeard, uh, Little Big Bear. Doesn't look uh, a bad price to me at 14 to 1, and he won't mind a little bit of ease and conditions. How about you, though, Katie? Who did you like in the Hackwood? Well, you've stolen my selection there, Chris, because I really like Shartash as well um, as an each way selection. I think he, on his best form, he's overpriced. Interesting each way contender coming over for Johnny Murta. Um, but I also really like Lazoo. Uh, I loved her as a juvenile. Wasn't sure of her stepping up in trips for the 1,000 guineas. I uh, was pleased to see her drop back um, in trip over six furlongs at Royal Ascot. But I, I don't know what happened there. And she really has to bounce back now and prove herself. And I'm slightly worried that maybe she hasn't trained on or she isn't as good as she was. But I am going to stick with her. Um, a bit of a heart overhead bet on current form. Uh, but I would like to see her win. Rohan, last week, um, I was really keen on him at Ascot. But I'm going to let him run this time. And I think my head would say, yeah, Shatash uh, is the bet in here each way. But uh, I'm going to side with Leslie as well. Okay, in agreement then with Shartash and uh, a favourable mention for Lazoo. So that's our thoughts on the sprint contest. We then move on to the feature race on the card, which is over five furlongs, another sprint race. It's the Weatherby Super Sprint Stakes. Field of 21 runners, uh, uh, all two-year-olds here. Relief Rally is your favourite uh, for the William Haggis team at 7-4. We then jump up to Bombslay at 6-1. Juniper Berries is also 6-1 for Eve Johnson Horton. We then got Son of Caribolis at 15-2. And then World of Darcy is 14s. Bean in 20s along with Heed the Call. And Bigger are the rest. Katie, I'll come to you here first. Um, you could have a few goes of this and still not get a horse that would uh, feature in the places. But uh, who's made your shortlist? 
Well, I think the Eve Johnson Houghton pair are interesting, Bobsley and Juniper Berries. But I'm going to side with a horse I've backed a couple of times this season, uh, the Camden Colt. I love a Richard Hannon two-year-old. Uh, this horse beat Thunder Blue to win his maiden. And Thunder Blue has finished fifth and fourth in, in two group two runs, respectively. Decent form, I'd say. Uh, I think the Camden Colt could be better than what he has shown in recent runs. William Buick on board, too, is a brilliant jockey booking. I think 28 to 1. It's a really nice each-way price. So I'm going to side with the Camden Colt. Okay, the Camden Colt for Richard Hannon, who's got a good record in this race, won it quite a few times uh, in recent years. How about you, though, Liz? Who did you like in the Super Sprint? So, as you said, it is a race for two-year-olds, and um, obviously they've only been out a handful of times, so it is competitive, and it's also rare in its conditions. I think I mentioned last year when I was on, but this is designed for horses sold as yearlings for less than a specified price, and then the weight they're carried the weight carried by them is is determined by its sales price. So it's also worth 250 grand to the winner. So a pretty decent one to to pick up. Um, but I I am looking towards William Haggis's relief rally. So narrowly denied at Royal Ascot in the Group 2 Queen Mary. Lost by a nose to the American Raider Crimson Advocate just as he was getting up and the line came too soon. But this is a class two. So she's coming from the Group 2 into this that last race, as I said, at Royal Ascot, where it was a field of 26. And she did find herself having to switch left late on. Um, has one on good and soft. Serene wouldn't be a complete turn off. And this race seemingly was in the plans all along. And I think she'll be hard to beat here. Yeah, Relief Rally 7-4 might look short to some of our listeners. But to be fair, has got the best form in the race. And we've seen quite a few short price favourites actually Come come and get the job done over the years in this race. So yeah, it, it can happen. Um, if you want one at a big price, uh, I had a couple on my radar. Ziggy's Phoenix for Jim Crowley and Richard Hannon earlier in the season looked a really promising juvenile. Kind of has lost away a little bit this filly, um, but I think the rain that's forecast to come um, will play to her strength. She is carrying nine stone, which is a little bit of a concern. Some horses, more most horses that have at least won this race over the last ten years have actually carried less weight than her, so that would be maybe a slight concern. But she's drawn in the right part of the track drawn high is um normally the right place to be so uh, that wouldn't put me off there where she's drawn and the other one i had a another big price was fingari for laura pearson and jack jones 100 to 1 you're probably going to get five six places on the day um was quite an impressive winner i thought on debut at leicester when uh, picking up the pieces late on on soft ground i say she'll handle the conditions but then she went to hamilton last time out she was stuffed but i just thought um if you go back and watch the replay she just didn't like the track at all and i think the the flatter track at newbury will be uh, more up her street the drop back to five furlongs will suit as well laura pearson but um good jockey booking doing a nice low uh, racing weight Jack Jones going well 33% strike rate I thought Fengari at 100 to 1 I've seen worse 100 to 1 bets before and I thought that horse maybe could outrun its price so that's our thoughts then 
on the main ITV races at Newbury. We're now going to go go for a bit of jumping action at Market Raisin to the 315 where we go to the Unibet Summer Plate Handicap Chase for their feature race day of the year. Frankie de Berlage, your favourite, 6-1 to one for the Bowens. We then got the Dominale at 7s, Courtland at 8s along with Gloria Dathon. We then got Born Famous at 10s and the New at 12s, Railway Hurricane at 12s, Bigger are the rest. Katie, I'll come to you first. You've got get your national hunt hat back on here um have you been keeping tabs on some of the jumpers this season and if so who did you like my national hunt hat never came off chris um so i won't have to put it back on no i i like killer clown i think he's the one that stuck out for me here looks a big price uh off the mark of 138 two pounds lower than his last winning mark over fences he likes good ground and he'll stay the trip well it's also his second run after a wind up, which is usually the time I like to try and catch a horse. And I think he's overlooked in the market here. Uh, around 14 to 1, I'm seeing at the moment. So decent each way back. Okay, Killer Clown, who's been a little bit of a cliff horse for me in the past, is Katie's selection in the race. How about you, Liz? Um, I definitely am a bit rusty on um, National Hunt, especially through the summer summer season, I hate to say. Um, so, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked at a, a jumps card in some time. Uh, but there's a couple that um, I took a liking to. Um, last year's winners was Frankie de Burley, and he takes on close runner-up Le Dominale again. There was only a neck in between the two last year, but I think Le Dominale is showing a bit better form in these last few months. Cortland is looking for a four-timer. Last seen winning here at Market Raisin last time out two weeks ago in a Class 3, where he won that pretty easily, but it will have to defy another weight rise. Uh, Glior Dathon has some excellent form in his last eight chases, winning five and coming second three times, but is yet to win over two, two miles five and a half furlongs um, but I am going to go for Laura Morgan's veteran and the new based on his cosy win at market raising last month beating a couple of these in this field fix it all and Frankie de Burley back in third albeit there was a £25 pull in favour to and the new there's only a £15 pull this time round between him, him and Frankie but a 14 to 1 I think that's a decent prize and I think I think he'll do well. Okay, and the new it is for Liz. I'm going to go with uh, Born Famous, who's looking for the five-timer. It's turned out again quickly and does have to carry a £5 penalty after her win at Perth last weekend. I know it was only a three-runner race, but she did it really well. She won't mind a bit of ease and conditions if it does come up. She's just really improving, and Harry Cobden is a really eye-catching jockey booking for Ian Jardine. He was on Racing TV earlier, and they seem to fancy this mare's chances of running a big race, and I just think at 10 to 1 if you wanted a solid one I thought she could run a good race for you there so born famous it is for me we then move over the RSC now to their feature race which is the 345 it's the Judmont Irish Oaks a group one contest for the Phillies over a mile and a half and the betting looks like this. Save the Last Dance is your favourite for Ryan Moore and Aino Bryan at 11 to 10. We've then got the second string, or it looks like the second string on paper. Warm Heart at fours. Blue Stocking for Rafe Beckett at sixes. Lumia Rock at tens. Azat at fourteens. Bigger are the rest. Katie, I know one of your favourite trainers um, is Aino Bryan. He dominates the market here. Do we think it's going to be between one of those two? I think so, yeah, and I hope so too. I really like Save the Last Dance. 
I thought she ran brilliantly in the Oaks at Epsom, despite being beaten um, by your pick there, Soul Sister. She's done little wrong in her career, and at the moment, she looks the classiest filly in this race. Um, so I would like to see her bounce back to winning ways. Warm Heart is clearly a danger, and I'd say it's between the two of them. Uh, Warm Heart is bidding for a four-timer, but Ryan Moore rides Save the Last Dance, and she's the one I'm going to side with. But I think it, it will be probably another win in the race for Aidan O'Brien. Okay, Save the Last Dance is for Katie. How about you, Liz? Um, I've gone the other way, so it, I've gone for an Aidan O'Brien horse, but I actually prefer Warm Heart, um, and obviously Aidan's settles four in this um she may be a bit of a surprise winner in the ribblesdale um but the extra two furlongs over that one mile four seems to have done her the world of good and she's already beaten a couple of these in the field to lumiere rock blue stocking and she did so with some purpose winning by two and a half lengths um you can see i actually looked earlier on in the day that obviously saved the last dance uh, went to favor as ryan moore's opted to ride her with shamey on warm heart but it's not like we haven't seen one of his horses out of many in a race not ridden by ryan that hasn't won um but if i was looking for some more value um maybe take on a tri cast of a one two three of aiden o'brien's with something else warm heart saved the last dance and another uh but Warm heart, I, st I still think, for the win. Okay, I'm actually going to go with Blue Stock in here. Um, I thought she was a little bit unlucky in the Ribblesdale at Royal Ascot. She didn't get the clearest of gaps, and she was running on quite strongly. Uh, Rafe Beckett won the Irish Derby last year with Westover. Same kind of connections with the Judmonts. Um, I just thought, with Colin Keane booked, if she could get out of trouble. I thought she might be able to run well. I'm not sure about the Epsom Oaks form. I thought Soul Sister was probably just the best horse on the day. Um, and I'm not sure. I just don't, I'm just not sure about the form of the Oaks. I don't think it's worked out particularly well. So I'm quite keen to take her on at such a short price. I think Warm Heart, out of the two, I would rather side with her from Bally Doyle. Um, but I just thought Blue Stocking at 6-1. to one. Uh, We've got the, the eight runners in there, you know, so you can have an each way. But I thought that would be a really solid bet for the race, for, in my opinion. I just think she's slightly raced. I know she's been always held in really high regard. She won on debut at Salisbury last year, and Rafe Beckett was quite sweet on her there. I just think... I just think there's more to come from her, and I think she can reverse the form with Warm Heart, and I think she'll go fairly close. So for me, I'm going to go for Blue Stocking. So that rounds off uh, the podcast uh, this week. Thanks again to Katie and Liz for giving up their time. Hopefully we found you some winners. Remember to follow us on social media. We're available on Twitter and Instagram at In The Saddle Pod. You can also as well subscribe to us on all the major podcast platforms to listen to more episodes. We're available on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple. Please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon. 